0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: Doing great. It's always funny when we do the podcast, because my cat always looks at me. He knows that I'm talking, but he doesn't see who I'm talking to, and he probably just thinks I'm a crazy person. So, Like, what's
1: up with that? He's just, like, babbling.
0: He's like, who are you talking to, Dad? Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Oh, good. How are you? Doing okay, thanks. been a long day.
1: Good.
0: It's still not over yet, but... Yep. How's your weather? The weather is cloudy, but it is a little warm. It's uh, roughly around 18 degrees Celsius. That's like... 55? Yeah. Right around that, yeah. Whoa, I'm getting really good at this converting to Celsius thing. Yeah, you are. Nice. Soon you're going to be the weather woman. <laughs> Watch out, Weather local. has always
1: interested me. Watch
0: <laughs> out, weather woman in Steph's area, because she's coming for your job.
1: Especially because, well, I mean, I really, I, I have a math LD, and the fact that I can convert Fahrenheit to Celsius now, I, I think, like, I might be a math genius now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they'll give you a leg up. They'll be like, "Dude, can you convert uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit?" You go, "Yeah, of course I can."
1: I feel like, "Oh uh, yeah,
0: sure I can." Yeah, but uh, we're here to talk about Gilmore Girls, and in particular, we're, we're we're starting to get close to the end of the series, which is in some ways good, some ways bad. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: good in that, this season's rough, and even season seven's pretty rough. Yeah. Um,
1: but but people can can take um, solace in knowing that we'll be back reviewing a different show.
0: Yeah, so
1: we don't just end here.
0: No, no. Um, but we're here to talk about, uh, for now at least, season six, episode fourteen of Gilmore Girls called "You've Been Gilmored," um, which is uh, yeah, pretty big episode. And the fact that there is a lot of things going on. You have. Um, I guess one of the big plot points was uh, Paris is no longer editor of the Yale Daily News. She got kicked out. And uh, Rory is editor now instead. So Paris takes that very well, obviously. No, she takes takes it poorly. Um,
1: kicks Rory
0: out of the apartment. Which I'm like, there had to have been like some kind of agreement, right? Like It seems kind of weird that she would just kick her out like,
1: it seems a little far-fetched yeah
0: yeah um but uh yeah um so yeah basically you know we get the uh the whole plot point of uh yeah she gets kicked out and she moves in with logan and who wants to come visit yale at the same time well christopher everyone's least favorite character so but uh, I think it was pretty telling that he's like, Me and Logan, we really get along <laughs> Maybe that's oh, not yeah, a, maybe that's, like not that a of- maybe that's not a point of pride. Maybe that's not quite right. the aim, but Right. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Emily, uh, you know, when she finds out that uh, you know, she hasn't seen Luke in a while and they're getting married, she invites Luke over for dinner. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lorelai just can't seem to tell Emily that the wedding's been postponed. Which I'm like, just, just tell her. Like, I, I think in a case like this, it's, um, our Lorelai that's actually making things worse because we all know right. Emily. So. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when stuff like this gets out. It uh, doesn't bode too well. We even see some of the ramifications of that in the next episode too. Yep. So, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it's just maybe it's uh, not quite a pleasant thing to talk about, but uh, it's it's not going to get any better. Um, but um, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, they they at least accepted Luke into the family because they did call mm-hmm. h- refer to him as a member of the family which that that means a lot so mm-hmm. but um yeah trying to think what else happened in this episode um, um
1: we have uh chris for actually co-parenting with lorelei saying hey um just want to let you know that that um our kid is living with her boyfriend
0: yeah and was...
1: Lorelai kind of appreciated it. it. looked like that he was reaching out to her about that.
0: Yeah. It was uh, a very surprising move by Christopher to do something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the kind of nice thing he would normally do, but.
1: Right. Well, we saw something like this, like, in an earlier episode, seasons back, where Lane, um... what did Lane do? She was going to. She did something, and Lorelai was like, nope, I'm calling Mrs. Kim. And Rory's like, don't call Mrs. Kim. And she's like, nope, mom code. You know, like, we, we call each other about stuff. I think it was when Lane ran away and stayed at, at their house. Um, yeah. So So we see a little bit of that, of Christopher mm-hmm. telling and realizing that this is a big deal.
0: Yeah. It is and it isn't. I'm also like, Rory's an adult, you know, and she can, you know, make decisions as she chooses. And I think that's kind of part of what makes these seasons at least a little more interesting for me. I I still don't like these seasons, but it's kind of interesting that, like, Rory's now pretty, well, she is an adult, right? So she can make decisions. Whether she makes the right ones or not is arguable, but, you know, she's making her own decisions.
1: Well, I wonder, too, if, if, it also has to do with Lorelai, if Christopher picked up on, or I can't remember there's dialogue about how um, she's really not thrilled about
0: Logan. Yeah.
1: And Christopher was like, "Oh, she probably needs
0: to know this." hmm And yeah, that's pretty much the episode. I think it's kind of like a uh, episode that kind of moves things along. Doesn't really do too much. Yeah. Um, no. you can kind of tell too because like amy sherman Palladino didn't write this it was someone named jordan nardino so that's really familiar yeah trying to see if jordan directed nope jordan directed only this episode so or wrote only this episode so yeah probably a bit of a filler episode if we're being honest but uh who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode
1: worse was michelle because he kept losing his accent
0: during the episode i didn't notice that that's funny yeah
1: and then and best was rory i'm not sure why but Mm. i actually felt like she had a better performance than emily because usually you know i favor emily um i think it was just kind of like the 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 having to deal with you know telling dad that she lived with her boyfriend and then you could you could almost see like she's in this space between i'm a grown-up and also why i really don't want to tell my dad this yeah it's and also- then, then just feeling kind of left out because the two of them are getting along so well. So I thought she did a good job. Mm-hmm. How about you?
0: Oh man, I, I don't have a favorite. I didn't write anything down, and I, the I just the dog. I yeah. always say the dog. It always feels because it just to me my issue with this episode is like this up ep- the season thus far up until this point did a pretty good job of being like. Oh, Rory's got like a lot of challenges ahead of her, and then this just mm-hmm. kind of made things easy for her. Like she's come back to school, she's got a great new mm-hmm. place with her boyfriend. Like it almost seemed like it was making things a little too easy for her, and I was yeah. like, I wanted there to be a bit more resistance, but I think the show is more determined to show that, like, oh, like. You know, she bounces back. She's, you know, back to having fun having a good time. And I'm like, Oh, like, you did what she did. Like, there would be some more ramifications. And I feel like they've right. already kind of forgotten about what happened with her earlier this season. Like, it doesn't... Right, because
1: get... it's kind of, like, not convenient to the show. It's so a they...
0: too, like, you know, like, she moves in with Logan, who... I know M or, uh... Uh... Well, Lorelai's come come around a bit on him, but like Christopher, the last time he saw Christopher, Christopher was like yelling at him. It was at that dinner where Christopher was drunk, mm-hmm. and mind you, Christopher was drunk. But like you would have thought that would have been referenced. Like it's almost like they're meeting for the first time, but then it's like right, but they didn't. And I I just thought this episode just did very little to acknowledge pretty much anything that came before it, which I thought was right. It, pretty pretty obnoxious. which has
1: been brought up in previous episodes and all of a sudden this yeah. one it's, it didn't happen
0: yeah so i don't know the whole rory performs to me was like uh like i don't know i guess i did if i had to choose uh anybody i would say like emily emily like usually for me is like win by default like emily's mm-hmm. emily uh, uh kelly bishop because you can't like, go wrong with emily yeah mm-hmm. But also, you might have noticed that a young Danny Pudi, who was in Community, was in the, uh, this episode too. He was in the, the 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 newspaper room. So. Oh really? Yeah.
1: I Have to watch it again.
0: Yeah, he was in Community. He was in Ducktales. He's Star- been a from. bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, more of a cameo. Well, even then, he wasn't that popular when this came out. But yeah.
1: I think was just the beginning of his career right oh well no he had been in he had been in um ducktales probably
0: before du- not ducktales, no, cause it's cause DuckTales, the new DuckTales is, yeah it's come out pretty recently um i okay. think like i was thinking
1: um, the hockey one mighty dogs
0: okay, oh yeah use. yeah well 2009 was when community started and this would have been like 2006 or so This episode, mm-hmm. 2007 so like yeah it's february 2006 it aired so it was relatively around like three years before he got his break, big break with Community. So,
1: um. And you know, yeah, you think that people have this overnight success, and you see how many years, yeah, they've been working at becoming an overnight success.
0: It, it, it takes some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then least favorite. Oh, just choose one of the many. There was not a lot of good performances <laughs> in this. Literally, you know what? Pretty much the entire cast. I, I did not. Like no. Him. No. Even Luke felt off. Like.
1: Yeah. yeah this and think the think. next episode he fell off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not particularly big. Big fan of most of the. Like. The performances I didn't like in this episode. was rattle them off. Like. I didn't like Laura Graham. I didn't quite like. Paris mm-hmm. felt like a, a huge exaggeration of herself. Which yeah, like I get it, she would be upset, but like to kick, uh, Rory out seems, like even more than what she would normally be like, right? Um, yeah, and then yeah, pretty much most of the people in this were just not great, <laughs> so um, yeah, so sorry Gilmore Girls, but not all of them are winners. Um, all right uh favorite reference do
1: you have a favorite reference from this episode uh, mine was um was a solaris reference so that was a 2002 movie with george clooney because george clooney has been referenced in this episode and i think the last two episodes too um so it was a remake of a 1972 movie and george clooney plays a psychologist so i just want to throw that out there so that's solaris where they were talking about well if we watch solaris and you're going to talk about being mrs clooney and Blah, blah, blah okay so that's us still there
0: how about you um mm, uh paris said good night and good luck which was the sign off of edward r burl right
1: and that was my reference from last week because i melded those two episodes together
0: <laughs> which has happened before i was like i remember when you said that i'm like did i miss that <laughs> so um yeah, no. so I figured
1: I'd do a new one for this episode per,
0: and if anything it's double the references for right, double the fun
1: so just listen to the last episode and I talk mostly about this episode
0: yes that's a good plug go back and listen to the last episode if you listen to mm-hmm. it already go listen yep. to it again why not
1: and I do this, this odd pastiche of both <laughs> episodes together and you're like I don't think that's this episode I'm like are you sure
0: uh, there are, <laughs> are times where I'm like I think Steph's talking about another episode, but I can't always be hundred percent sure too. I'm like, I feel like she is.
1: I don't know, well, then there's the oppositional part of me that goes, are you sure? Are yes. you sure
0: that I'm wrong? This is part of our dynamic. This is why people, we're everyone's favorite podcasters, obviously. Um, Yeah. So favorite quote, you got a favorite quote at all.
1: Uh, mine was when they're talking about christopher just popping up and leaving again and rory said maybe he's a groundhog
0: (laughs) yeah that's great
1: like yeah he kind of he's like whack-a-mole you know like he pops up and then he goes away and he comes up somewhere else and he comes back when it kind of suits him yeah and that's part of the the not charm of of christopher right is
0: that he shows up when it's convenient for him but like I had somebody point out that like Christopher is not that dissimilar to a lot of other divorced parents and like divorced dads in particular. So it's interesting. Like the, what he does is not great. And I think there are some elements to his character that go beyond just that. But like the appearing in and out of Rory and Lorelai's lives, that's that seems. I
1: think cool. that happens to to um to people, and I'll say too, I've seen that um with families and. Where moms have taken on that role too, so I don't yeah. know if it's exclusively dads. But, no, that's um, yeah, but yeah, but I think that does happen sometimes, um, and we can talk a little bit in the psych department of the of the episode about that. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, let's see. Uh, my favorite quote was when Rory says, "My books look sad." Can books look sad? I oh, thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, she kind
1: of puts like personalities to her books, not unlike how Lorelai puts personalities to things.
0: Yes, it's a trait they both kind of share there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right behind the scenes trivia, we got a few, I'm sure. Uh, mm, maybe not. Nope, no trivia for this episode. The trivia section is <laughs> as boring as this episode. Um, oh, you
1: find out Paul Anka's a Princeton man.
0: The dog. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Rory had measles. I wasn't sure if Laurel, I was kinda of joking about that, but it's where she's like, Oh, the mom that took care of you and you had measles and I'm thinking, She had measles? Because yeah. to have measles now is pretty rare. Uh, because the MMR shots, measles, bumps, and rubella. In the US you would have gotten that, you know, at eighteen months and I think you get it different I think it's like three shots. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Well, was she not vaccinated or did <laughs> She just like come up with that as a reference, a throwback to something, and then we find out she can't have that. Rory can't have onions or something. The onion, both, both, um Dad and Rory refer to the onion brick. Didn't they go to Outback or something? Yeah. And
0: there's and I've, then I've he was talking about. A, I was like, I've never hmm? had an onion brick. I have no idea what that is. I know like a... I think it's like French. I've had a like a brick of
1: fries like at a state fair, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like an onion brick is like. French fried onions, like onion rings, but then like they mold into the shape of a brick and you kind of like pick at it and eat it.
0: That sounds so wild. It's like interactive food. So it's like a loaf of onion rings. I think so. That sounds wild.
1: Okay, now I have to look that up. But yeah, it's like super fried delicious.
0: I mean, it sounds it. But um, I guess that
1: makes very sick. And it sounds like Lorelai knew that. Uh, yeah it is it's onion rings formed in a shape of a brick wow, well it's really good
0: i guess i know what i'm having for dinner tonight it's an onion brick <laughs>
1: um, onion ring loaf i'm totally gonna do this and you put the dipping sauce in the
0: middle that's genius that actually sounds pretty genius that would also probably be yeah, a huge hit at a party Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm literally looking at it. It's literally onion rings shaped into a shape. Well, yeah, I'm
1: sending, you, um, I'm sending you the recipe on Slack.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> the one where you can put the onion ring, the dip in the middle. That's, that's the way to do it. It's amazing. So, yeah, let me... I'm, I'm, I just pasted this on the
0: table. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to totally do this. I have the onions. I have the air fryer. I'm ready to go.
0: Oh, you can use an air fryer with it.
1: Oh, I, I air fry everything. Mm. Like I actually use the air fryer more than the Instapod now, which I never
0: saw that coming. I use my air fryer a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. Even like for things like fries, like I always like just tossing some fries and some olive oil and some spices mm-hmm. and toss them in the air fryer. No. And they come out perfect every time.
1: You know what's good? I read about this and I wasn't sure. Garbanzo beans. Ooh. And you spray them with olive oil and you add some flavoring to them, whatever you're... I, I put truffle seasoning on them. And um, it's a little bit of truffle salt. And they're really good. It's a great snack. I would have never
0: thought that. Chickpeas. Awesome. Okay. Garbanzo beans. I don't know if I've ever heard of those before. I think that that's chickpeas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Um... Yeah, any mental health observations from this episode?
1: Yeah, we have a few. So uh, Rory setting the bar really low for dad, which I think is a common thing when you have a parent that's kind of in and out, that you're like, well, maybe he's going to show up, maybe he's not. She says something like, well, maybe he's paying what he agreed to and just staying out of everything else. So it's it's kind of... I, I've thought about this two different ways. One is that Rory's kind of protecting herself... And just saying that this is the way dad is. It's not a reflection on me, which, you know, it's not. It's all about Christopher's inadequacies. Um, and, but also, you know, let's not let Christopher get off the hook too. So I think there's this balance between realizing that someone only has so much to give and that has nothing to do with you, but also holding them responsible for their behaviors. So I think that's always a fine line, especially when you have a parent that is just kind of flitting in and out. Mm-hmm um and then there's the pieces to it of uh you know just the does it have to do with parental alienation or guilt or um they're busy with something else narcissism it, mm. it's hard to tell why that happens i think every case is different uh, yeah. but but i wonder if Rory and lorelei just it seems like with previous comments they just kind of got to this point where they just know that this is how he is which mm. there is kind of a piece in that i think when you realize that this is all this person has to give it's yeah. nothing to do with you um but at the other at, on the other side of it it's almost like nobody really confronts him i mean i think in previous episodes but it seems like he just kind of gets away with doing what he wants to do yeah. and i don't know if maybe paying for stuff is also buying that thing of of you know maybe there's some guilt in there and that's why he's paying for stuff but i wonder if it also gives him like car wash to just like go in and out of their lives still
0: i think so, so. yeah like he definitely seems like you know, he kind of absolves himself of some responsibility. You know, right? So,
1: well, and then we, you know, you hear about how you usually get in relationships with people who remind you your parents. Well, we see this literally, <laughs> where Logan is Christopher, Christopher is Logan. So I want, and they even kind of look alike. So you know, we kind of learn our patterns of, of what behavior we expect people to have from watching our parents. And so sometimes there's this unconscious pull towards people that remind us of our parents' personalities. That makes so sense. So you see this very clearly with, you know, they both have this insouciant kind of, I'm like throwing around a bunch of French words, but um, mm. enfant terrible, kind of like this kind of like um, bad boy kind of thing. And you see that with Christopher and with Logan, that Logan also seems to kind of drift in and out or, you know, shun responsibility. <laughs> and we see that even more in the next episode um So, and I wonder too, just and this is just as not so much like, but just as a design production design, did they make Rory's apartment look really bad and and in a dangerous area? Um, and they really kind of overdid that um, to make Logan's apartment look better. I could see that because Logan's apartment in the beginning, like when 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 Christopher's there, it looks really nice, and then in the later shots, it looks like a regular apartment yeah still like nicer version of regular apartment but i wonder if they were doing that just for contrast and also michelle kind of you think so yeah and then michelle misses his time with lorelei making to-do lists and i thought that was kind of a sweet thing that he just misses that connection with her Mm -hmm. that he feels like luke's kind of gotten in the way because you know michelle seems like it seems like he might be dealing with some loneliness and i I think that that. one of the people he really connects with is lorelei now we haven't seen anything about Michelle's personal life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and what kind of socializing he does outside we We've met his mom um, but it's to him that's like this sacred kind of relationship that that he's really missed their time together and i I think that Michelle kind of presents himself as you know n- you know being done with people and and you still see there's a side of him that really wants that connection with her,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think, too, like, he's the kind of person that needs that, like, he needs a little bit of connection. He probably doesn't need a lot, but I think mm-hmm. he needs a little bit of connection. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I just time to rate this episode. What are you thinking for a score?
1: I think probably a 6.57. It was okay. I mean, it, it it's not like the episodes where they don't further the storyline. I mean, it furthered the storyline, but still, there it wasn't, like, stellar. I don't. know. Yeah. What do you think? I
0: give it like a four. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, so this is this is exactly what you told me about the season that it was just kind of ick. Yeah. That's not that's not a direct quote though. You didn't actually say the season. I did bleh. say
0: ick. Exactly. I'm pretty sure. Mm. I'm kidding. You did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh. So I it, add I added a little ick
1: onto yeah. your ick.
0: <laughs> and ick. That's a good way to describe the season. Um. Yeah. I think like for me, it's like. I don't mind where they take the season at the beginning like with uh mm-hmm. Rory being in trouble and having to deal with it but again for me the big thing is like mm-hmm. she the like this episode and a lot of the other ones that we see coming up like just undercut everything that came before and yeah. not even just that but also like undercut like what you've seen of Rory in like the last 5 seasons before this one and it just makes her not as interesting as a character so
1: yeah, and and I wonder too, what's the, what was the story behind, why things became so disjointed? So we know that Amy Sherman T- Palladino wrote some of the episodes, and yeah. Daniel Palladino did, but at some point she was removed as the runner of the show. Right? Was that next mm. season that
0: she's removed? It took the removed? end of this season. Yeah.
1: So I wonder if things are already kind of coasting that way because now we have a writer that, kind of, we've never heard of before. Yeah, and it seems like they went off the show bible a little bit. So, so if if people listening aren't, oh,
0: you cut out a bit. Hello. Well, that was a monologue by Steph and. I had um accidentally pushed out my Ethernet cable, so you know I wasn't there for it. I'm gonna listen back later because now I'm so curious.
1: Yeah, but... wait, how are you recording if it if the Ethernet's
0: out? It recorded like it just disconnected Discord, but I think it was still oh. receiving. But I just couldn't hear it. But yeah, okay. But yeah, well, we're gonna listen to that later, but. Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is her book. Talking Brains is her other podcast. And I'm over at Three and Greeners every day. Where we've got new content going up. With that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.